The swamp without a still is just a tent. A martini without olives doesn't quite make it. And Mash Minute is intended for mature audiences. Put on your headphones. Listen for the tone of your favorite podcast, Mash Minute. Well, it's a minute-by-minute detailed analysis. Of the movie without which the series wouldn't exist. Megan and Tierney, and guest will make three. Goddamn Army, Mash I really wish I knew the Japanese for welcome. Dang it. Um. Konnichiwa? Possibly. Let's see. Konnichiwa is something greeting like. It's, it's yo. Yokoso? Yokoso? You know what? Me speaking Japanese into this microphone would just be like the most awful white girl thing I've ever done. <laughs> so I'm not going to do it. I'm glad no. I don't know the Japanese for welcome. I'm just going to say welcome to MASH Minute. We're a podcast analyzing the 1970 Robert Altman film MASH one minute at a time. I'm Tierney Steele. I'm I'm really horrible at Japanese, Megan Coleman. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm Sean German. Look, I took Italian in high school. There was no hope. <laughs> oh, I took Latin. Super useful, right? I took Latin too. No, no. Didn't we like ace our SATs because of that? I mean, you do learn like, you do start to recognize in, like the base root of, you know, at least romance languages. That's all anyone ever told me was how good Latin was for my SAT score. It's like... But really, just, like, there's this really cute guy who takes Latin, so I'm going to take Latin now. There you go. Uh, Yeah, I had two years of Italian in high school, and it did not help with my SATs at all. No, no, that's just for being cool. (laughs) (laughs) There's something about taking Italian that is just like, oh, you think I did French or Spanish? No, no. (laughs) No, no, no. I didn't do well in Italian in college. That's all right. It's all good. You know what? None of this has to do with Minute 87 of MASH. <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> nope. Except that none of us speak Japanese either. And uh, it doesn't seem to stop anybody in this movie. So, ta-da! Or Korean. We have some Japanese words for different foods that aren't <laughs> translated in this minute. Now, this is a minute that begins with Hawkeye and Trapper explaining why they're going to get away with putting in Colonel Merrill's office. <laughs> And it ends with Mile Marston about to deliver some sort of bad news to the table of diners. Mm-hmm. Cliffhanger. He hates to do this, but... Yeah. This is a minute that basically starts with Trapper scratching his face with the <laughs> break from a Zen garden. Oh, I love... And oh, it is ends that with the- them in the whorehouse. So, like, <laughs> just enjoy all the inappropriate Americans in Japan stuff here, guys. See, I thought that was a back scratcher. I thought it was a back scratcher, too. <laughs> the, the- okay, here's the thing. Because it- it's, like, long and skinny and it's got the weird little, like, curved hand thing going on. and It totally could be. Neither one of those things makes sense to have on his desk, right? Like, can we agree on that? <laughs> right. If you're trying to think of, yeah, what, what belongs on a colonel's desk at an army hospital in Tokyo in 1951? It's not a little sand zen garden or a back scratcher. <laughs> <laughs> True that. Whatever it is, it's not meant for scratching mustaches the way, <laughs> the way Trapper is using it. This poor man, he's trying to, like... 
assert dominant. Like, he came in and stood, and that didn't work. So then he strode across the room, and that got no reaction. So then he sat at his desk, and that's not- now he's, like, yeah. coming- no matter what he does, there's just nothing here. Like, they just- it's as simple as that. They got nothing for him. And then I love the, if you want to get in touch with us, that is where we will be. (laughs) (laughs) The the, the pop at the end. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) What I like that's in the the captions as well. Yeah. Little bracket pops lips. Close As he pokes Meryl with his club. Oh, you know what? I called it, I called Trapper, I called that the scratcher in the next one. So clearly I went back and forth as well in <laughs> what this was. But I do love, it's not, he's not singing, but this is still like Sutherland sing-songing his way through the movie. Yeah. Clearly. Yeah. Another brilliant delivery from Donnie. <laughs> so just to, going back to that line about, at you know, at the pro shop where we are going to have a shower and a shave. See, I think of a pro shop like the scene. meaning. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh. Well, I, I thought they were. Yeah, I, I was only thinking about the. The pro shop for the golf course, but I guess there's a pro shop at the mm. at the New Era Hospital as well. Mm, place oh, where okay. you shop for pros. Uh. Yeah, see, I... <laughs> Which I love. I think it really tells you my upbringing that I had to be taught later in life that the store at a golf course was also called the pro shop. And my first thought was like, but they don't have any skates that need sharpening. <laughs> oh my goodness. Because in my mind, that's yeah. just what a pro shop does. Yeah. yeah. Shout out Darian Ice Rink. So yes, the the implication is that, look, we just want to go golfing. This man needs to get on a course. Look at him. <laughs> He's scratching his face with things from your desk. Like, he just get needs- Get him out of here. <laughs> some kind of pro shop, one way or another. The guy's going to take him to a different kind of pro shop. <laughs> And just to really double down on this, a gong sounds, and we cut to Trapper, Hawkeye, and Melee in their robes, sitting on the floor around a table, like, the whole, the whole thing. (laughs) It's so weird to me to see Donald Sutherland without a hat. Just think of the stereotype, and that's what's happening. Yes, although- Oh yeah, without a hat. Anytime that camo bucket hat can go away, I'm fine with it. <laughs> I mean, true, but it's just, it's just like, it's just kind of like, goes, oh, yeah, he doesn't always have to, he, yeah. It's not actually attached to your head. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'd rather look at that than Trapper. <laughs> well, yeah, as we see, so they've clearly had a shower and it looks like a shave as well. Yeah. I mean, they're relaxed. You know, they're out of their army uniforms. They're refreshed. Yeah. Yeah. They've got three beautiful women sitting with them, laughing at what they're saying, offering them food and alcohol. And Who could ask for anything more? We could ask for Trapper not to have a top knot, but, you know, the <laughs> things I didn't notice till I did this one minute at a time. And that's the sort of observation that makes you think, you know, I could have lived my whole life without seeing that because now I can't unsee it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so this would have been quite a treat because nowadays in the U.S., Japanese restaurants are fairly common in most areas, I think. I think that's fair to say. Yeah, like it's still a big deal to go to one, but there's one, you know, you don't have to go far. You don't have to go to Tokyo. 
Yes. Whereas I'm guessing in the 50s, you know, maybe they've been to maybe the nearest big city has a Chinatown, but that's probably the closest they've come to this kind of experience. It would have been Boston, right? They would have gone to the Chinatown in Boston. They would have gone to Chinatown yeah. in Boston. Ah! Which was yeah. bordered on a very inappropriate district. Well, but yeah. And then, and, and then <laughs> after the meal, they'd <laughs> stop off at the Glass yeah. Slipper. Um, yeah, there you go. Oh, God. <laughs> they don't... Um, um, we're talking about the combat district, right? Like, the yeah, combat the combat zone. zone. Combat zone, that's right. Because I remember when I used to go to Children's Hospital when I was a little kid, we'd come up from Bridgewater, and we'd go through that, and my mom would be like, lock the doors! Lock the doors. Because <laughs> we'd have to go through there to get to Children's. She'd be like, lock the doors. And I'm like, I don't see why we're moving. She's like, lock the doors. <laughs> and now I cut through Chinatown every single day on my way to work and, like, and oh. back. Yeah, uh, but there wow. is a noodle shop in Boston's Chinatown called Ruckus that I have been trying oh. to get an IGM <laughs> fan group together to for like two years now it's since I first noticed Ruckus? its existence. Yes, like Ruckus. You- yeah, like it caused a ruckus when I oh, noticed okay. that it was named Ruckus. Gotcha, and it, and it also looks delicious. So I would very much like to go to that. And now I kind of wonder, Sean, do we like need to go to that? Knowing that that's where college weekend in the big city, Trapper and Hawkeye would have gone. Absolutely. We have to make the Uh, pilgrimage to Ruckus. We will not dress like this. (laughs) (laughs) I will not be going to the glass slipper afterwards. I don't know what you do, but. (laughs) Ooh, the menu looks good though. Yeah. (laughs) I don't even know if the, the glass slipper is still there. It certainly isn't. It is in the combat zone anymore. No, no. it's not. It's a much no. safer area. It's, it's than much safer. You still may want to lock your doors just in case, but. Yeah. Yeah. My yeah. dad has a story of like, he went out in the early 80s in Boston and he was like right on the corner, like right where the combat zone and like Chinatown kind of like melded together and like how mm-hmm. he got held at gunpoint. And I was like, oh, cool. <laughs> Great story, Dad. Great story, Dad. He's like, tell me this as he's drinking like old Milwaukee. He's like, yeah, you know. (laughs) Thanks to a Dawson's Creek episode about a mugging, I was terrified to be in downtown crossing without anyone for like the first four years I lived here. (laughs) I mean, to be fair, it's gotten better. But yes, it, it especially after Filene's closed, it got kind of weird there. It got for a sketch. While. There got was sketch. a hole in the ground. Yeah, I was gonna say sketch, mm-hmm. but yeah, sketch. Yeah, yeah. Sketch. It got it got super sketch. But it look the combat zone had been sketch for many generations before oh, yeah. we got there. Yeah, and now it is super yuppified. I know Jacob Force isn't even there anymore. <gasps> yeah. If so anyone sad. would like to run an awesome German restaurant in a historic building in Boston, we have an opportunity for you because it needs it needs to still be Jacob Worth's. Like I understand the people who were running it are apparently super corrupt and ran it into the ground and cannot be trusted with like commercial real estate, but someone else could take it over, right? Right. Um, the glass slipper is still there. I was gonna say the glass slipper is still there. <laughs> it, it cracks me up because Google gets it a two point nine. Um, <laughs> Yelp gets it Sorry, a two. Sorry, that was like right into my microphone. <laughs> uh, it gets a two stars on Yelp, and then on Facebook it gets almost four stars, three point eight. That's still not <laughs> great, guys. <laughs> still not great, but it just cracks me up that like what. No, I just, all right, whatever. I'll tell this story, which is my favorite of when I first moved to Boston and I was in grad school at Simmons and I had a friend who was an undergrad at BU 
And she came over, and I'd only been here for like a month, maybe two at that point. It was before we became friends. I did not know the city well. I moved here in January. Not a great time to move to Boston alone. No. And she came over, and so we were drinking in my dorm room. No big deal. Just hanging out, playing video. Oh, it wouldn't have been video games. It was my dorm room. But probably watching movies then. And her girlfriend at the time, who was in Connecticut, texted her and was like, hey, I just want to make sure you're okay with this. My friends want to take me out to a strip club, and I didn't want to do it without, like, giving you a heads up. And she was like, no, I totally understand. Like, a group of you go into the strip club have fun. Like, I love you, sweetie. I'll talk to you later. And she hung up and like a solid 20 minutes later, I don't know where she's just like, God damn it. I wish we were at a strip club. And so I was like, <laughs> well, we're in Boston. Like, surely there are strip clubs here somewhere. We like were Googling <laughs> strip clubs Boston. <laughs> trying to figure out where we could take her and by the time we figured out like where we need to go we're like it's too late i'm too tired forget it let's just go to bed (laughs) so we never did end up going but every time i walk past the glass slipper i think about it i'm like (laughs) yep yep (laughs) i remember trying to do that almost went there one day almost went there there. because you you wouldn't have been too far right from simmons yeah, I think it was. I think there was something on Boylston Street, like uh, over. Is it was it Centerfolds or something? Isn't that or am I thinking? Well, of- Centerfolds is still. Oh, is Centerfolds and the Glass Slipper the same place? I might be thinking I, of no. I think oh, actually they might be right next to each other. Yeah. Oh, okay. They're on. The, I think they're on the same street, but they gotcha, are different places. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, there was something over um, by where Shreve Crump and Low used to be, but isn't anymore because now they're on Newberry. Um, like not quite at the public garden, but in that stretch between the library and the public garden. But I don't think it's there anymore, mostly because there's not much there anymore, unfortunately. Mm. That's another thing. Someone come reopen Jacob Worth's, have amazing pretzel buns. (laughs) And then if you would like to run a store, maybe buy up some real estate in that section of Boston because it looks really sad. Yeah. It's just like all, it's not all empty storefronts, but it's a lot of empty storefronts. It's not looking great. But at least Steinway moved back in where they're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. This is super exciting for yeah. everyone. Who <laughs> I know. This has been Boston Real Estate Minute. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So we're not 100% certain where these gentlemen are. Hawkeye and, and Trapper with My Lay. Uh, it's clearly some restaurant. Clearly they're relaxing. We can see it looks like looks like Hawkeye is not wearing anything under the robe, or at least he's shirtless. So it's yeah, they're yeah. um, they're it's at casual. The, this is the NEHWH. <laughs> yeah, and that's why I was saying like I like that it looks like it has a restaurant essentially. Right. It's it's definitely upscale, and if there's any question mm-hmm. about that, a nurse comes to the door. So it's clearly she's from one side of the building, and she's visiting these guys yeah. in the other side. And these women are definitely made up and dressed to evoke the idea of geishas. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're serving the meal and having them try different things. And Well, it, it, it could be that this is not... 
you know, when, when Miley says it's a whorehouse, it conjures up certain images and certain ideas. And maybe it's just more of like a social club. It's a place where you can have a meal. And if you're alone and you're looking for company, someone will sit and serve you food and explain the dishes if you're, you know, if you're not familiar with the area or the cuisine, the seedier side of stuff, maybe that's, that doesn't really happen. It's not that kind of whorehouse. Oh, sweet Sean. <laughs> I don't. The Glass Slipper is not a theater that only does productions of Cinderella. <laughs> I'm trying to give them the benefit of the doubt. I know. I would say this is a ladies of the night house. They are still ladies of the night, but it is Couched in this very proper upscale experience. Okay. Like you are not just having sex with a woman. You are having a whole experience. Like you are getting a meal. You are hanging out for the eat. Like you're going to get to try new things on many different fronts, possibly. (laughs) (laughs) Try new things. Yes, we'll, we'll say it that way. Try new things. One thing that I wonder, there's a lot of snickering and mumbling in this minute and honestly i don't think i ever picked up on any dialogue until i turned on the closed captioning (laughs) and what a treat that was why does hawkeye tell the woman with him i've got sinuses too (laughs) because i don't know don't you say that to all your like potential dates it makes no sense (laughs) the only well the at the very end of this minute i think she's giving him wasabi Hmm. Or, or at least he does he he says or she says someone says wasabi so maybe she was indicating you know this is spicy this is going to make your nose run oh which it oh. always does and maybe her English isn't so good so she's just like pointing to her nose and then he's like yes I have I have a nose too I have sinuses okay I like that again I'm just trying to give everyone the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> These sweet, innocent women just trying to help expand their culinary horizons. Exactly. No, it is. And um, because they like, is it me? It must be Mele. Oh, no, no. It's one of the women says, oh, you you try only one first. Like, so. Oh, yeah. yeah. One of them tries to like grab a bunch and they're like, like don't, don't do, do that. that. <laughs> no, that's it. That's not the green stuff is not guacamole. You don't want to. Uh, dig into it they're all enjoying the sake at least that's good yes yeah they're having a good time this is my favorite way to try new foods by the way like did they just invent small plates (laughs) (laughs) and you don't have to feel guilty if you end up not liking something you just give it all to the person next to you who's loving it (laughs) (laughs) they're on the forefront here the invention of small plates. The invention of small plates. There you go. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, but isn't like what kind of what geishas do though is like just entertain you and like not sass you, but just sort of make you feel like good and yeah. wanted. And you're so smart, you crazy American who doesn't know what sushi is. And- yeah, the uh, <laughs> yeah. the guy, the white men enjoying the patriarchy really enjoyed this cultural. Uh, oh yeah. The oh, I'm, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. Just really pushed all the right buttons for a certain type of man. <laughs> yeah. Although there, the, the sense of humor does seem to, tr- you know, translate across the language barrier. Mm-hmm. The the one woman, when she says, you, you try only one first, and she feeds Trapper. And he's like, oh, this, you know, it's horrible. 
I think he says, yeah. but he's, he, but he's oh, smiling. it's terrible. But he's like, yeah, he's he's smiling as he does it. He's obviously kidding, and yeah. then she laughs, like she understands. Like, no, he really likes it. He's he's just joking with her. Yeah. Well, and even when they're like when Hawkeye goes, is that a client? And they're all just like, <laughs> no, like they're just hysterical <laughs> laughing. So like they are also having a good time, and that's why we took a little umbrage with the whole whorehouse thing. Cause we're like, this is not some shady backroom deal. Like these no. women, these are professionals. This is a pro shop. This is, this is the pro shop. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm done. I'm not going to get any better than that. That was, I retire. <laughs> there you go. Drop the mic. Yeah. And then they get interrupted. Yeah. yeah, and then yeah, so uh, everything's going swimmingly, right? Then- everything's going. They're they're just hitting it off with the ladies, and everything is going well. They're enjoying the meal, and Mila has to come over and say, uh, "I hate to th- I hate to do this to you, fellas," but and that's where the minute ends. It makes sense. Like these are all the doctors. He gets called over by the nurse. Like this is some really good. This is some really good show. Don't tell stuff. Like. <laughs> Everyone can follow what's going on in this story, but the dialogue in this minute is like 90% just nonsense over dinner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, what, what is being said has nothing to do with the story, but we can all follow the story. <laughs> right. Yeah. Sometimes you don't need words. That's, you know, that's good filmmaking right there. Visually gorgeous. And I just feel bad that these women are known as red purple in my notes <laughs> yeah they they don't get names but then no one does <laughs> no one does so like even the the like mps and various army personnel that we saw you know the, the previous minutes that i was discussing none of those pe- people are credited like even trying to find out there's no one like looking at imdb there's a lot of people listed as uncredited and there's a lot of people listed as just they were involved somehow. <laughs> like we were able to identify. When they got a paycheck, we know they were there. <laughs> <laughs> they were- so we were able to like identify the the receptionist played mm-hmm. by Monica Peterson. But like there was there's no one listed as like uncredited MP or uncredited, you know, any of the other people that were in that hospital. Basically, their characters played by actors. That's all. We- <laughs> yeah. The essence of film. <laughs> the essence of film. So, yeah, we you know, so and we yeah, we don't know who these do these women have names? Presumably they do, played by actresses who also have names but we don't know what those names are but they do a good job i'm trying to do the really unfortunately able to do in this film thing of looking to see if there are any uncredited female asian names because Mm. sometimes you can do it of like you know there was one point where i was trying to figure out two people they were both uncredited and, or um, I was trying to figure out someone who was uncredited. And I had two people that I was like, oh, maybe they both. And then when I opened up movies, I was like, well, one's white and one's black. So I can tell who <laughs> yeah. is who now. Like, I sometimes you get lucky that way. Yeah. So there is someone, there's someone listed as Japanese prostitute, uncredited. <laughs> yep. And another <laughs> woman as Japanese servant, uncredited. So maybe one is serving food and other is serving something else. But I don't know if they're necessarily from this scene. The Japanese nurse uncredited should be, guys, I'm guessing, Sumiharu, H-A-R-U. 
mm-hmm. who is an uncredited Japanese nurse. And I think this is the only Japanese nurse we see. So that should be her. That comes to bring the message to yes. my lay. That's my guess. That seems like a safe bet. Yeah. Oh, she did an episode of Hill Street Blues, the Beverly Hillbillies. I, that would be my guess. And, oh, changed her name on the advice of an acting coach. But from what? <laughs> but from what? I'm only seeing the one. Oh, sorry. I had totally forgotten that I listed her as receptionist in my notes. And Monica Peterson's quote unquote official uncredited title is pretty whack receptionist. <laughs> yeah. Did they need the pretty? Like, she is pretty, but was that necessary? Right, because all the women in the film are pretty, but she's the only one that it's called out. Maybe when you don't give people names, you start to run out of descriptors pretty quickly. (laughs) So our Japanese prostitute, which let's face it, she is, but we're, we're saying that's fine. That is as long as that is a choice that she has made for herself and she is being safe. Mm-hmm. One of these women <laughs> has to be Hiroko Watanabe. Watanabe? Oh, shoot. I did learn how to pronounce that at one point and have completely forgotten. And she was also in The Odd Couple. Oh. Yeah. The TV series, not the Oh, okay. But still impressive. Two other 1960s movies that look... Not so great. One starring <laughs> Elvis. Oh, there you go. Live a little, love a little. Yeah. She plays an uncredited masseuse. I'm going to assume it's not a great role, but she has a few credits. And I mean, hey, she got to work in some major productions, so that's fun. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, I guess one of these women could be Yoko Young, but it just says an actress known for MASH credited as Japanese servant. Like, that is not... <laughs> A lot to go on. With no picture. Yeah. Not. With no, yeah. Yeah. And her only IMDb credit, so. We tried. We tried. <laughs> we do what we, we can. The, we did the thing. We tried. <laughs> because it's funny. They're only in this little scene, but they are great. Like, this is a quick little thing. And they do, like, it does so much to make us feel not as sketchy about this. Yes, they make they make us feel very comfortable with the the sex that is for sale here. The idea of the NEHWH is gross, and yet they are having such a delightful time making fun of these Amer- like these Americans not knowing mm-hmm. yeah. how to eat this stuff that you get the idea like, ah, eh, it's okay. If they're okay with it, I'm okay with it. <laughs> I'm okay, you're okay. Live a little, love a little. It's all good. So I am definitely good. I'm now super hungry because so, <laughs> I've just been watching them eat just this w- entire time we've been talking. And I'm like, oh, my God, that looks so good. <laughs> you can find me at Ruckus in Chinatown. No, just yeah. <laughs> I mean, hopefully at some point you'll be able to do that, but not like 24 hour, tw- not 24, 7, 365. Right. Yeah. Not right now. That makes sense. But at some point, definitely some point soon, we'll have to meet up there. Oh my goodness. It's too good. Too good an opportunity. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But when I am not eating delicious noodles made on the premises and all sorts of good stuff, 
I mostly make podcasts and then I write and take care of my family too. You can find all my creative endeavors by going to onesteelsister.com. That has links to my guest appearances, my other podcast shows, my writing, and my Patreon. So if you guys want to join me there, that would be super exciting And I'm not just saying that because this is going to air the same day I'm doing a movie night watch. (laughs) (laughs) Megan, where can people find you on the internet? I have a username that was created pre-me getting into podcasting. (laughs) (laughs) It's charming. It is charming because it's Meg's charm. Yay! Which is M-E-G-G-Z. It was a middle school nickname. My sister came up with it. I just went with it. I was like, what's this Instagram? And I, don't, I need a username. And she's like, do that. And I was like, okay, done. My first AOL name was in the throes of my X-Files phase. Oh, so what you have? <laughs> Tell the world. It was supposed to be about Mulder and Scully. But it was Fox and Dana. But I did Dana as the numbers because like that way it was. So it was Fox 3262 because it's Fox and Dana. Except that it just made people think I was some, like, cougar born in 1962. Oh. I did not think it through because people are like, oh, you've got one of those flirty AOL names. And I'm like, what? What? No, aliens. (laughs) Aliens. What is wrong with you people? (laughs) I love it. My my first AOL name was quasi-hippie because reasons. I don't even remember totally why. I just remember that. (laughs) You didn't feel you had gone full hippie yet? Apparently, no. <laughs> I mean, I do like a shower. Lord knows I love a good shower. So, like... That's the quasi part. <laughs> That's and, the quasi part. Right, yeah. Sean, what was your first AOL screen name? <laughs> do you remember? I don't remember the first. I know an early one was ethanol. <laughs> and not because I'm a big drinker, but because I was a chemistry major in college and taking organic chemistry at the time. So I don't know if that was the first, but definitely an early online nickname that I used. I think these guys would have been into that. Yes. <laughs> hey, Ethie. <laughs> yeah. <gasps> they could have called you Ethel as your fun nickname. There you go. Wow. Oh, I love it. Well, since hopefully none of those are still active, where can people find you now if they're looking for you? Where you can find me now, uh, probably the best place is go to catandshawn.org. And cat is C-A-T, short for Catherine. And Sean is S-E-A-N, short for Sean, catandshawn.org. And then I have links to links to the Spinal Tap Minute and the Groundhog Minute and the National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation Days and uh, the next scene coming up with my brother Brian and and then all my guest appearances, all the other podcasts, including this one. There will be links to that on there. So check it out. Woohoo! Woohoo! And then the obvious, come back tomorrow. Megan and I will talk more mash at you. <laughs> yes, yeah. And yeah, come back tomorrow. <laughs> Aw. Sean, I just realized I didn't ask if you had anything else you wanted to talk about. Was there anything specific? I know, like... You wanted Japan, you wanted N-E-W-A-H-W. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. like, I delivered, but I just, I realized I was like, oh, I didn't ask him, and I usually do. <laughs> oh, I didn't do my my, my MASH history. Ooh. Oh, yeah. What's your MASH history? Which is not, uh, yeah, I probably should have let it go. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so I, I'm, I'm another one of those people that knew about the television program first because it was in syndication pretty much nonstop. 
in yeah in the the early 80s late 70s which is weird because i remember the last episode when that aired and like that was a really big deal like uh it was like you know front page not just the entertainment section but like front page newspaper news and like the the big thing like oh everyone's gonna get together and have watch parties but i don't remember ever watching new episodes of the show i only remember there was one channel that would show reruns at 5 and 5 30 and then you could switch over to another channel and then watch 6 and 6 30 so you could get two hours of just solid mash And then I don't think I discovered the movie till the late 80s, maybe early 90s. But at that point, I had seen Animal Shack and and Caddy, or sorry, Animal House, (laughs) Animal House and Caddy Shack. Animal House and Animal Shack. Yeah, Animal Shack, yeah. Animal House and Caddy Shack. And, and, you know, so I'd seen those other kind of movies where it's, you know, the, the snobs versus the slobs and also where it's just a collection of vignettes that don't really form an actual plot, but the characters are so engaging and, and it's so funny that you don't really care or notice. So it was, it was fun to see like, oh, this is sort of the, the granddaddy of that genre. This is where it came from. And so I, I enjoyed the movie from the first. Uh, you know, from the first viewing and appreciated this sort of filmmaking, this loosey goosey. We don't really need a, we don't need a plot if we've got, you know, if we're having fun kind of thing. We don't need no stinking plot arcs. <laughs> yeah. So, and I think, I think now, well, I, 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 oh, I was a big fan of the, the, the film or sorry, the, the series growing up. But I think at this point, I'm a bigger fan of the film. I really have no interest. Hmm. I mean, I suppose when you get to the the TV series on the podcast, I'll go back and watch the episode so I know what you guys are talking about. But at this point, outside of the podcast, like if you said, well, do you want to watch this movie or would you like to, you know, spend two hours and watch four episodes of the TV show? I'd pick the movie. I'd rather watch the movie. I like it. I'm going to have to pick yeah. out some good episodes to ask you to be on. <laughs> like, all right, how you hold it up? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm sure I've seen, if not all, most of the series and probably more than once in syndication when I was growing up. So I will I will be glad to, to revisit and see see how well they've aged or not well, as the case may be. <laughs> Both can be entertaining. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, as uh, we're seeing with the movie. Oh, goodness. Yeah. You should probably get out of here before I start talking about the children of American servicemen overseas. Yeah. Oh boy. Run, everyone run. Okay. <laughs> so okay. that's about all I had to say about MASH. And so, yeah, Megan and Tierney, uh, Tierney thank you uh, so much for, for having me on. And uh, I enjoyed it. Thanks for coming on. Uh.